Yo, what's up, confidants? It's your girl, Father Longlegs, Daddy T, you know me. Hey, I'm gonna keep it brief. Um, I always say that, but I really mean it. I wrote it down. Um, only a few quick things. I'm gonna start by saying you can email me, tell me anything at gmail.com. I love to hear from you. A few of you in the past months have emailed some good confessions. I love that. Um, I have received them. I don't know when the next good confession pod will come out. Just been dealing with a lot of obviously the news and adjusting, um, trying to, uh, you know, just adjust mentally, emotionally, physically. So apologies, but um, I do have those. And when the next good confession episode comes out, promise you will be included. Um, But also just email me if you want to chat or send any, you know, feedback um love to talk or just tell me how you're doing i love to hear from the confidants um that being said i will be starting up the super confidant newsletter again this month um i all the the reasons i stopped it last month are still valid uh definitely would prefer for you to donate that money if you have it to a cause and if you decide to donate it somewhere else and you still want to be on the newsletter Um, send me a little screen cap of your donation and I'll put you on the list, okay? I promise. So, you know, I just want to encourage that sort of behavior and giving. Um, But, you know, things have also changed here. Uh, You know, as the quarantine goes on and half of my income is gone, it has gotten to be more dire. Uh, I'm still doing fine, so I don't want anyone to be worried. But um, the Super Confidant contributions do help, uh, especially to keep this podcast going and to continue getting the information out there. So if you feel like it and you want to get back on the list, um, it's $5 or more to paypal.me slash tell me, sorry, slash you can tell me anything. That's paypal.me slash you can tell me anything, $5 or more before the 5th of the month. So before July 5th or before August 5th, you'll be included on the Super Confidant newsletter I send out every month. Um, And that includes, you know, personal video, information about me. I'm probably going to include a whole ton of stuff because I've been just really deep into the spot research. Um, Maybe some poems. I posted poems. Hey, so much has changed in the quarantine. Okay, I promise to be brief. So that's my other announcement. And then finally, I'm still hosting Comedy Quarantine, which is a live stream comedy show Monday through Friday on Instagram at the profile at Comedy Quarantine. We do it live. So you just kind of join 7 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Check the lineups on the profile. Sometimes we take days off, you know, if there's a big protest or big news or it's something going on. Um, But otherwise, the standards Monday through Friday. I co-host that with two other hosts, Dominique Jellin and Barbara Gray. So we rotate, but I'm always in the chat. And if you want to know when I'm on, I usually post in my stories. Um, Great lineups, really fun. We've been sort of bouncing back from stand-up comedy to um, open platform to talk about everything going on in the world. That being said, we always have a great lineup of comedians who are established and vets and know what they're doing. So even when we end up keeping it open platform and talking more, you know, in a safe space to sort of keep people informed, it's it's still a great hang with comedians. Um, base level, you know, I'm in that comedy community, so I want to stick to what I know to be able to bring you the best information and stay connected. So I hope you guys can join. That's all for today. This episode was recorded a little while back, but during quarantine. So um, yeah, I just want to start getting some of these banked episodes back out there because I did really enjoy talking to these guests and I think this is going to be a long fight. So I want to continue giving you information about, you know, bots and politics and all that, but also want to stay connected 
through comedy because that is you know what I know and how I connect to people so I hope you guys enjoy this feel free to reach out to me at Larissa T on Instagram and Twitter um, love you so much bye you can tell her you can tell her anything she's a real It's your girl, Father Long Legs. Uh, this is You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where I have comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. Um, special quarantine edition. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know when this specifically will be released, but when it is being recorded, we are in the midst of a lot of news. So every day is changing. Um, but I'm excited to just connect. And this is someone who I've wanted to have on the pod for a while. So I'm um, glad I can talk to her. So I'm going to introduce my guest. Uh, she's super funny. Uh, we met at Cracked, and she's a great writer, comedian. Uh, I feel like we always run into each other at auditions mm-hmm. pre-quarantine. <laughs> Maggie Mayfish, what's up? Hey, Teresa. <laughs> oh, it's great to it's great to see each other in person. Yeah, because Teresa and I are just talking. We're on like a we're on a chat thread, which is great. But seeing ever like seeing people's faces, it just adds a whole nother warms my yeah. heart yeah <laughs> and sometimes i feel like i jump into group chats like i'll miss parts of it and then be in and mm-hmm, out and then mm-hmm, i feel like mm-hmm. sometimes i'm like i sound insane um, <laughs> but i want us to <laughs> i wanted to start um just like with a good confession which is really just like a humble brag or something positive you want to share just to start on a positive note god knows we need it now <laughs> is there something good you want to uh confess yeah, you know, absolutely. And in the grand scheme of things, I know this is this is small. This is not, you know, uh, breaking news. Um, but I learned how to paint my nails like really good, like really good. I, I'll try to show. I'll try it's to like show glittery, you. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, I, I've not like I, I, I'm not even really into nails. I never used to get my nails done. Like I just kind of don't care about them um other than the fact that growing up i always had to have them short because i played a lot of sports so now that i'm older i'm like i'm gonna grow out my nail (laughs) i'm gonna learn how to like paint my nails give myself uh, a manicure and yeah you know uh i did it that's that's my brag That's great. It looks great. And I mean, it is such a, it feels like a small thing, but I think especially now just like taking care of yourself and doing something extra. It's like taking care of yourself isn't just like being healthy, but sometimes it's like a little bit of pampering because, you know, you got to love yourself. Yeah. And then, yeah, it feels good. I sometimes when I'm stressed, I didn't even know I do this until I've been doing this more in quarantine and then I was able to label it. But I, if I'm really stressed, I go and put on like makeup. <gasps> and, <laughs> and I didn't even realize I was doing this because in the wild uh, or whatever. In the, in the wild. wild <laughs> I would do it, but it's just like touching up. So I'd like go to the bathroom to touch up. But mm-hmm. when I'm home, I know I'm not going anywhere. Nobody's seen me. And it's still something like I am, I feel compulsion to do. So yeah. I, I think it has to do with like wanting to just like, Okay, if I look like presentable, mm-hmm. then I'll feel good. Right. <laughs> then maybe I can bring myself to send an email, like if I do my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. It's also very like uh, meditative, kind of like the routine. Yeah. Of, <laughs> that's how much I have to put on is like, I don't know what that says about being a woman, but uh-huh. I mean, not everything's all bad. No. Things are bad systemically, but within them, I have found comfort in the 
very tedious task of putting on makeup mm -hmm. because there's so many steps to it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, uh, this is sort of loosely inspired by, like, this podcast, I mean, is loosely inspired by therapy because I started going later in life and mm -hmm. just, just to be able to, like, talk to people and feel heard was really therapeutic for me. Obviously, it's a comedic podcast, but mm -hmm. I'm just curious if you, what's your experience with therapy and... Um, and uh, there's no right or wrong answer. It's not a lot of <laughs> is, this, like is my know. mom going to listen to this? <laughs> is this a test? <laughs> a lot of people I know, are, it's like half and half, I would say, on the pod. People either like had a similar experience where they're like, I love it. Or some people were like, I never go. Or some people were like, I went once and it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So it's good to hear. I like to just sort of get your experience with it. Yeah, I I went, um, the first time I ever went to therapy was pretty recently when I first moved to LA after college. Because um, I, I had been, uh, back when I was 16 actually, I was diagnosed with um, uh, not like severe depression, but I started taking mm -hmm. antidepressant medication uh, and it was great. It w worked amazing. My body like took to it right away. Um, and that was great, but yeah, uh, so my first encounter was when I moved to LA, just, you know, I think being away from home and mm -hmm. not knowing a lot of people, um, and that first encounter- Where did you grow up? I grew up in Michigan. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, so yeah, that was my first experience. I ended up with a therapist who was like a little stuffy and just kind of like- mm -hmm. Like, I, I, she she wasn't helping me very much with, like, the problems I had in the moment. Um, yeah. So then I did that, and I was like, well, you know, I don't I don't know about therapy, and I kind of stopped that. But then um, two year or a year after that, uh, I decided to go again. And this time I got a great therapist. She was <laughs> amazing. I actually went to um, the – it's out here in LA, but it's called the Chicago uh, School of Psychology. Um, so oh, cool. they're students, and they do like a pay what you can. Uh, so yeah, like for for if anyone is um, you know wanting to wanting to do therapy, but you know don't doesn't have the financial means, um, look around in your area and see if there are any uh, you know students because they need training hours. Um, and I I loved I loved my therapist. She was amazing. Uh, she taught mm -hmm. me. So many skills that I still use to this day about, you know, um, about myself and, um, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, it's also important for people to hear that it's not always a fit right away because mm -hmm. and I, I think a big problem I had when I first started was just how exhausting it is to find someone and usually you're motivated to find someone when you're in the middle of a crisis so then yes. it's like so easy to give up or just to feel like you know maybe this is a sign depending on how far in the crisis you're right um but so now I'm I, I like to like also share that side where it's like it's not always good and there are mm -hmm. tons of bad therapists yeah I, I know that I think the system needs to be fixed but I think it's good that uh I think going is like a sign that you're open to learning more about yourself which yeah is yeah and even yeah. if like a therapist isn't perfect like you'll still learn a couple things and I also think it'll help you probably find a therapist that will fit you better like yeah even just that's true. yeah just meeting to go and kind of see because also you know and there's a lot of different therapies and a lot of different like philosophies behind you know you might get someone that's a little more hippy dippy you know so <laughs> uh, yeah it's a, it's a little trial yeah. and error but yeah you know 
Well, that's great. Well, that kind of yeah. brings me to um, ask you, Maggie, is there <laughs> anything you would like to tell me? Oh, boy. Uh, Teresa, when you, when you emailed me, uh, I, I told you the, the thing that immediately... You had this ready to go. I, I had it ready to go. Uh, yeah, so my confession, and I, I never talk about it, was that uh, I was in a small hometown pageant uh, my senior year of high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! What was it called? Uh, it was the uh, it was the Miss Stevensville pageant. Uh, okay. Yes. Um, did you win? I I uh, so my year that I did it. Apparently there was a scandal, which I don't know because I don't yeah, panel, scandal. Panel. I know this is a small town scandal. It's it's so juicy. Um, but apparently I had uh, a most of the points, but then the last look, apparently I went from first place to second runner up. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So there, yeah, there was some stacking of the votes. Dang. Dang. Um, well, I feel like before, yeah, I definitely want to hear more, but just for full transparency, I also did pageants. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's really what, and, when, uh, when, I, when yeah. you said you did it I was like all right this is what we're talking about because <laughs> I also don't talk about it much for obvious reasons uh-huh. um, <laughs> look a lot of the critiques about pageants in general are I'm totally valid yes I will say like it kind of actually weirdly goes back to the theme we we're saying about like putting on makeup like I can be aware that makeup in general is mm-hmm. designed to oppress women but also in given the circumstances i find the positive so i would Mm -hmm. say that's how i feel about pageants too like overall a lot of critiques are correct but what i got out of it a lot of positives but yes Mm -hmm. also agree Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. yeah the one i did was through the miss america scholarship uh, pageant and actually has gone through a lot of reform but i think in general it's still very outdated yeah but i have mixed feelings because one of the miss americas and i ended up doing a pageant together and she she ended up win- going on to win Miss America. Whoa. But we talked a lot. And she's someone who wh- I met through the pageant who I think does have a lot of positive uh, values mm-hmm. and is kind of spreading like what supposedly they say they're about. But really underneath it, there's this whole weird underworld. Uh, yeah. But yeah. She she was part of this movement to like fire the head of Miss America. There's a Ooh. lot of weird stuff with Miss America. I wasn't involved <laughs> in any of that. I did it as a teenager. I yeah. I was teen. You know, but um, uh-huh. yeah, pageants are wild. I'm so curious about your experience. So how did you, did you want to do this? Did your parents push you into it? Like, how did you first come about this? Um, I I will say, I think like when I was in high school, I had this like philosophy that was like, this will be the only time that I will like ever be in high school. So I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt uh, like I put pressure on myself to just kind of do Everything like I said, like I played a lot of sports. I was in theater. I was very, a very overcommitted child. Um, mm. All of my own doing. Like my mom, she would be the one that's like, Maggie, you should just like stay home from school today. You know, like you you do so much. You should just stay home. You know. Um, but do yeah, you have or are you an only child? I I have an older brother. Um, Oh, gotcha. But yeah, he was a uh, he was much more into like computers uh, and a lot more, okay. um, a much more of an introvert. Uh, whereas I was like, so you're saying a nerd? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a nerd. <laughs> As if I have room to talk. Yeah, my brother's a nerd. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I when it um, when you know the time to sign up for it came up, part of me was like, okay, listen, I know this is like. <laughs> 
Like, this isn't what I'm into at all, really, at at the time specifically. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like, this is my only time in my life I will ever mm. get to do a pageant. Uh, you know, and I, you know, like, um, none of my cousin, older cousins had done it. Uh, and I have a lot of older mm-hmm. cousins. So it was like something that they'd never done. Um, so yeah, uh, I was like, why not? Um, that's basically what was your parents or mom's reaction when you, um, told her you wanted to do it? Oh, my mom lot like she, oh, she, she <laughs> loved that. I absolutely. Yeah. She, she secondhandedly had um a lot of fun that uh that i was in a pageant uh yeah um that's so interesting that you um like it was all on your own because i think i mean i i i I do want to hear more about the experience and whether it's positive or not or maybe it's mixed but it's interesting mm -hmm. because it feels like it came from this like seeking independence and also to try to be different than your cousins where I feel mm-hmm. like for some people their experience with pageants is that they're pushed into it and it's like all about being the same and yeah so it's so uh-huh. interesting that for you it was like a way into feeling independent and different mm-hmm. I don't know if that resonates at all, yeah. Yeah, well, I was also going to say, I think, like, our, at least, like, for your and my age, at least, you know, like, when we were growing up, you know, it was cool to, like, be a tomboy, like, almost, like, rejecting, you know, certain parts. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, um... You know, and I definitely, especially when I was like a younger child, like definitely adhered to that, you know, like called myself a tomboy, you know, like, um, Mm. and so, uh, I think for us, like a lot of our younger years were kind of like teaching ourselves to reject that, you know, femininity. So I think Mm -hmm. going through like high school and kind of growing up a little bit is more like at least for our generation there was almost like an un, like a, a relearning of like oh okay so it's not actually about like rejecting like you know feminist qualities like that isn't what independence looks like and that's not um that's not the type of feminism that we should be you know practicing so yeah part of the pageant I think was also part of like yeah, like reteaching myself to, you know, embrace parts of my femininity that mm. earlier in my life I had just, you know, been like, you know, who, who needs it, you know? So. <laughs> That's so interesting. I've never heard it phrased that way, but I think you're totally right. And I didn't even realize that about myself, but there, there is like this rejection of uh, it, but you, you are actually rejecting someone telling you what to do, like the patriarchy. Right. Mm-hmm. But you haven't like seen the whole picture yet, so you're like, oh, I'm just going to reject girly things. And then right. realizing like even the idea of a labeling it girly is designed to separate, uh, you know, us by gender. Yeah. And then you're like, but I do like to feel like I want to dress up, I want this, mm-hmm. and then you almost lean further <laughs> into it. Yeah. Um, that's so interesting because, yeah, I never even connected that but I was also a tomboy in fourth grade I wore cargo jeans mm-hmm. every day with XXL t-shirts and <laughs> like called my, have call, cut my own hair like short oh man and yeah called myself a tomboy mm-hmm. and then went to high school and won a pageant like <laughs> what what is going on uh-huh. um but yeah okay what is your area that you grew up in was it um very like liberal or conservative or mixed oh it was it was very conservative yeah it was a very conservative um mostly cat like very like catholic influence um 
a lot of like big big families my family is like an irish catholic hence all of my cousins who had not mm-hmm. done pageants um so yeah it was like it was conservative however i would say again like most of the young people were you know like i don't think anyone my age at that time was actually very religious uh i went to uh-huh. yeah i went to a private catholic school um so uh, yeah, at the time it was kind of like, you know, thanks for shoving this down our throats for <laughs> years. Uh, that's great. Um, yeah, so I think there there was like a level of cynicism actually uh, sure. that kind of like, you know, bonded uh, kids my age. Um, a lot of like, and also like, you know, I think, uh, you know, emo music was in at the time. So kind of like a strong yeah. counterculture uh, reaction to the very like conservative reality of the small town. Yeah, because yeah. that's around when MySpace was getting big, and MySpace was big with music too. I remember just like the mm-hmm. idea of like scene and emo. I mean, I'm sure d- decades from now when they really can understand how to study <laughs> the internet, that will right. factor into how the brewing, like whatever now they call it, the you know radical left. But uh-huh. a lot of that. It, I mean, it wasn't really political, but, but a lot of that started with, I think, our generation mm-hmm. being uh, connected through music and, like, these yeah. sort of, like, angsty, punk, emo mm-hmm. sounds. Um, what about okay, your... So, uh, what, what, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, what do I... I guess I'm curious to say about, like, your town. Like, what, what, made, <laughs> what made you decide to go into pageants? Well... I mean, the the direct answer is my I dance and my dance teacher um, was uh-huh. Miss Clara, and she uh-huh. told us all about it. And to me, I was really looking forward to my whole like life was been to prepare for college, and also mm-hmm. to I realized it was hard to pay for, so I was looking for scholarships. And they yes. really market it as a scholarship pageant. Yes, and it is. It bad is. If you really but wanted it's not. to win, <laughs> you spend. You have to spend way more than you win. Yes, so it is, and it isn't. Like it's not. I feel like a lot of people don't get into it for the scholarship, but on a local mm-hmm. level, and local pageants are run differently. Based, mm-hmm. so you could have a really great local one. I did like how they ran it, and I like my dance teacher, and she was like, "Anyone, uh, we should all. You should all do this because you dance, and you mm-hmm. all have a good chance." So for me, I was just like, well, if I even do it with my friends, it'll be fun. You can yeah. perform and maybe I'll win money. Uh-huh. So that's what it was. But yeah, underlying, I'm sure there was also more to it. But that was the surface level. My town was super liberal, though. Like I grew up in Palo Alto. Well, it's like oh, pseudo okay. liberal. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like liberal, <laughs> right. <laughs> There's maybe some undertones of like classism for sure. Right. Oh yeah, uh, I um, forgot to mention page or the scholarship was also like the number. Yeah, because I mean, uh, you probably the same. I mean, if you remember, like senior year is just like filling out as many scholarships as you can yes. to you know be able to study anywhere. So yeah, yeah. There's some weird. Yeah, because there's some weird scholarships out there now. I'm sure it's way more safe. But this was early in the internet where it's harder to fact check, and mm-hmm. there are magazine articles about like. Uh, you know how I paid for college just like starting freshman year by looking up um, scholarships so I did a lot mm-hmm. of that and I remember even at one point this has nothing to do with pageants but I found some sort of like website that now I think was just a guy running a maybe a Ponzi scheme I don't know <laughs> but it was like scholarships you can enter in every month to these contests and oh, well, I, uh-huh. they were kind of like random like picture contests send a picture and whatever and they're like quote unquote scholarships but one, ye- one year I got an email that was like 
Halloween costume. Send your sexy Halloween costume to Wynn. And I was like, this is weird. So then I unsubscribed. <laughs> there's a lot of like stuff like that. I'm like, these are not. I Whoa. think this is just a man collecting photos. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. I don't think this is. Wow. That's basically Honestly, a pageant. Like, yeah, I wonder what happened to that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I hope that guy's in jail. Um, Whoa. Uh, yeah. I guess that is what a pageant. Yeah. So wait, okay. I want to hear more about your specific experience. So mm-hmm. it sounded like, did you have a positive experience doing it? Yeah. I mean, oh, like overall, I think it's, oh, you know, whenever groups of, you know, young women get together, it's always super fun. Like, you know, um, it was very positive uh, for the most part. Uh, the girl who won, she was great. She was like this super like quirk. Like she was so weird that when she won, it was like great because, you know, she was uh-huh. very much herself um, and she was great. Uh, being on the court was like fun, you know, like. Um, what was uh, the um, what was the experience of competing? Like, what was did you guys have to do like a talent and interview? I know the high school ones tend to be sometimes they you know they don't do swimsuit because I feel like that's what were the kind of areas you guys competed in? Yeah, I think it, if I remember, it was um, you know we had like uh, a dress, you know, like the the dress. Mine was purple. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I liked purple. Um, did you buy a dress for the pageant? I got a secondhand dress um, because I, okay. I was trying to cut down the again for the scholarship. I was like, yeah, the cost. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, they cost so much. So um, I got a secondhand dress that uh, was a couple sizes too big that uh, we had a friend tailor. So that's how uh-huh. we got it on discount. Cause, um, so, but yeah, it ended up. I ended up loving it. Um, uh, we did an interview. Uh, which I don't I don't remember any of the questions they asked, but I'm sure it was about, you know, like our career aspirations. Um, <laughs> was it on stage or separate? Because I know mm-hmm. sometimes they have like a separate, like full on 20 minute interview. Yeah. And then sometimes they do an on stage question. That's yeah, that's how ours went. We had a yeah, the interview. I remember being I remember feeling like the interview, at least to me, was like the most important part, probably because, it you know, yes. yeah, because I yeah. So I remember like. You know, I really liked the suit that I... I think I also <laughs> borrowed a suit. Um, my particular chapter, they had a princess closet where they had extra, like, dresses and mm. suits that people could uh, borrow, which is great. Um, and mm. I think all... Was it part of a national... Or do you know what the national organization was? I don't... Was oh, I, America? Th- no? I think so. I think it was connected to the Michigan State pageant, so whatever there's a couple big ones like there's like mm-hmm. miss america there's obviously miss usa but that's more modelly. that's the trump one and then there's mm. like nam national american miss mm-hmm. and, there's a, and then i'm sure there's a ton, ton of little ones but i was just curious because i'm like oh maybe we did this <laughs> same one that'd be crazy oh <laughs> uh, uh, man yeah i don't i don't remember yeah i don't remember what the overall <laughs> i'm sure i still follow them on facebook though from from back in the day <laughs> Uh, what was your so you kind of came into this thinking you were an outsider and then did you feel like you you got there and you're like this is my people or were you like I'm gonna like how did it feel when you first got there and like kind of met everyone um I of some of the people I knew but I didn't go to school with any of them so that was different and um, fun because the uh, the actual pageant took place at the he- at the larger public high school that was you know uh-huh. next to my house. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was everyone was very unique. It was a it was a very <laughs> very unique mix of people. Uh, I would say, if we're you know like going to stereotype the cast, I guess I was more like the the artsy pick, <laughs> like the artsy uh, gal. Um, there was a girl named Patricia who. Um, was you know going to be a teacher and she was you know she was great on stage she just had like a huge smile um she ended up winning miss congeniality um mm. there was this tall mean girl uh and she was the only like a, you know actual like uh mean girl and even she was like f- you know pretty nice as far as like mean girls go <laughs> she just wanted to win really bad and was really tall and you know looked like a model um <laughs> Uh, what, how many people competed? Was it a big pageant? I think there was... Tw- there must have been 15. 15. Okay, that's pretty yeah. big. It's pretty big, yeah. Um, But, like, everyone was not... Like, another girl, you know, I used to play soccer with that later in life I realized that I had had a crush on her but didn't know at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wait. I feel like we have such similar... Um, stories I, I love that though when you find out someone you already are friends with and you don't didn't know all that about you're like oh we vibe and you're like whoa like yeah whoa <laughs> like similar stories uh, that's wild um okay I don't know so I, I did know you were gonna talk about pageants but I didn't know any stories about it so um do you want to sh- are there anything specific you want to share about it or I can keep asking questions but I, I don't want to like feel like I'm leading because I don't know like if there's anything yeah. specific from your experience or a story you want to share from, from um, it yeah, I mean, I guess I'll so like all I would say all the girls who did it were the positive part of it. Like, you know, okay. like I said, like hanging out with them was great and like um and actually the girl who won ended up becoming friends with it's a small town. So like she be- ended up uh, <laughs> marrying someone that I used to work with at uh my hometown, Jimmy Johns, who like I was close with. So you know, like wow. Uh, yeah, all the girls were great. I would say the people who ran the pageant <laughs> like to this day, like I, like I don't know, I, a lot of the actual like structure of it uh-huh. I think was weird and like wigged me out in a way. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, and I never thought about it that way. That's true. The people, the uh, these adults who run these yeah. teenage pageants, very invested in it, and it's their entire life. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to like. Oh, so in a specific moment. So I remember one of the ladies who was running it. Um, she, you know, took me to the princess closet to get um to borrow a suit because, you know, I, you know, at the time, like, I simultaneously didn't want to pay for one and also, like, you know, yeah. couldn't pay for one. Um, and I remember her, you know, taking me to the princess closet and her just, like, slightly, it's like trying to coach me, basically, for, mm. like, the interview that had been coming up. Um, and I remember thinking, like, one, like, I kind of don't care. Like, I, you know, didn't want her <laughs> advice. And I was like, I, I can do an inter- interview. Like, that's a thing I I was excited to do. And I, I cared a lot about it. So, And I thought it was weird. She was, like, trying to coach me. Um, and uh, when we were in the dress closet, I remember seeing a a blue suit and I and I liked it I was uh-huh. like oh okay I you know I'm gonna pick that one um and she basically she didn't let me take that one she made me take a pink suit 
that what? yeah that I didn't like and and the whole thing ended up feeling like she was getting me alone to like talk to me about the pageant. Uh, Whoa! It's almost like a uh, very metaphorical. Yeah. She wouldn't let you wear a blue suit. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many layers to this that, as an adult, you're like, oh shit! But you don't even right. notice how like, so, and calling it a princess closet, like, yeah, a lot going on there. Wow. What, what yeah. was she? Did she coach you on like topics, like opinions to have in this interview? No, I mean, but that's the other thing. It's like her advice was so like archaic. Like it really felt like. Yeah. You know, like an old school, like pageant person try. You know, and also at the time, like I didn't even really care about what. Like I didn't think, like I wasn't planning to place at all, really. Um, yeah. And it was just like, ma'am, like this is the wrong audience. Like I don't, <laughs> you know, I'm literally here just to get my suit. Um, and you know, that wasn't the only time. There, there was another girl um, who, uh, at the time, she was openly gay, and she was in the pageant. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember us all hanging out, and her basically being like, "I kind of don't know why I'm here because I, you know, like <laughs> they, the judges, you know, don't even really like pay attention to me, and like you know, we would wow. do rehearsals, and it was very clear like who they, you know, thought was like they wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, and like. Yeah. All us girls, like, didn't care and, like, basically as vocally as we could, like, rejected, you know, the things like that that were happening. And like I said, the girl that won was is the chillest and, like, she was also very vocal uh-huh. about this being very, like, stupid, <laughs> quite frankly. And especially for the adults, like, it's supposed to be – it was supposed to be something for us and for, I think, the most part, it was really fun and, like – um, and we did, you know, uh, all of us did get along and I hope, hopefully like I don't, at least I don't think anyone felt very, um, you know, it didn't feel very clicky at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. even with, you know, the quote unquote, like mean girl who was <laughs> tall and, and pretty, yeah. like she never went out of her way to ostracize anyone. Um, but that's interesting that you talk about that because it starts I didn't even connect it, but it starts on such a local level. Like, it's your friends. It's just fun. And mm-hmm. you kind of it can ignore or normalize some of the weirdness because you're like, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. that funnels into state. And then it funnels into this whole culture, which, like, if you, you know, come in and out of it, then it's, you know, mm-hmm. that's it. And you just have a brush with it. But then some people who are fascinated can then get sucked in and then really, like, become in this echo chamber yeah. of thought. Because, uh-huh. yeah, if you realize you're different, and you're willing to put up with it, you might just end up silencing that part of yourself Mm -hmm. and continuing down the road. It makes it really hard to just have this, like, open discussion. Yeah. There's literally a winner, and you know that they're trying to control the narrative of, like, who's the best and blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah. Yeah, and just the fact, like, it feels almost like, like, predatory is a strong word, But, like, and again, like, again, being, like, uh, you know, I was, like, a white teenager having, like, an older, like, you know, white woman just, like, take you into, like, a princess dressing room where, like, you're (laughs) just honestly trying to get a suit so because you can't afford one. And she's, like, trying to, like, you know, it's weird and, like, and, uh, yeah. And just, like, thinking of, like, that small instance and thinking of, like, the larger ramifications of that is like yeah 
So that part of it is well, they're super kind of dang- they're kind of dangling something that the high school girls would want, which is to be accepted, yeah. to be part of a group, to even feel like pretty, and you know, because these are things that you know we're told like if you get attention mm-hmm. for looking good, it's good. They use the, I didn't connected it until you said that, but they're using that to kind of. Uh, like espouse their ideas not everyone uh, this sounds so like tinfoil hat and i don't mean all of them but i mean at a basic level yeah. if the goal is just to have fun then it shouldn't be that serious mm-hmm. right they but if they're really taking it that serious it makes me think like well maybe the whole system's designed to kind of it's not full-on manipulation it's not like one person sitting behind right. the, the curtains but there's a little bit of manipulation like oh this is fun i like to dress up i like to feel pretty mm-hmm. Oh, some opinions do better than others. Okay, right. well, maybe I shouldn't talk about this part. Maybe I shouldn't talk about my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 you know. Damn. Yeah. What did you do for your talent? Uh, I, so we didn't have a talent portion. Um, but one thing that I did really like, and uh, and I'm glad that this was part of it, is where we had to have, like, a platform where we had to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I did – um. Uh, I did blood donating. I was like, a, you know, an advocate for oh, okay. donating blood. Um, I had, I had run a couple blood drives, and also I, um, at the time was anemic. So, um, you know, giving blood was something I couldn't do sometimes. But I, you know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that was my like, you know, I partnered with the local like um, blood donating center, uh, and they were like co-sponsors on my platform. So. That part was very cool, and it, like, you know, and, and like, suggesting that we actually reach out to, like, an organization, and mm-hmm. actually, like, you know, I had to, uh, well, I got to, you know, have, like, a meeting with them, and that was all, like, really cool, and I think that is a very positive thing, especially for young women to be, like, oh, yeah, like, how do I, uh, something that I care about, how do I, you know, craft, like, you know, like, a, a speech that, you know, would, um, uh, sway other people to you know do something Uh good for the community so that part was fun yeah that's really great Uh, i mean yeah because when you talk about the interview that also and i am assuming we're gonna find more similarities (laughs) but that also was what drew me because i was so college prep oriented and because i was in a liberal area even though within liberal areas there's like conservative groups i would say the pageant people were more conservative Mm -hmm. but i wasn't like brainwashed by them or anything um so when I went in, I thought this would be a good way to practice interview skills mm-hmm. because of college interviews. Mm-hmm. And I would say it did actually really help in that regards because by the time I was interviewing for like internships and jobs in college, like it felt like th- there was this like very strong foundation yeah. for doing pageants. Yeah, yeah. And just being comfortable on stage. Like honestly, the shit that they asked us on stage were like probably way too broad questions for high school kids but Mm -hmm. we really thought we knew everything and tried to answer um they would ask you know like like what do you think about the war do you believe in like euthanization like crazy stuff Mm -hmm. hot topic identity issues or what's like identity politics but you have to answer in like you know three minutes on stage Mm -hmm. you know evening gown it's so wild do you remember what question you got i don't think i do but oh uh, well, I've done a couple. So I did the first year I did it, I won talent and it mm-hmm. was enough because I made a little bit of money on it that I was like, oh, let me do it again the next year. And yeah. then that year, the next year I won. So then I went Ooh, to state uh-huh. and when you win a local, they do care more because you're going to represent them. Mm. So then they had me do coaching. And then that's when I start, sort of started seeing a little bit more of like what, what it is beyond just the scholarship. Right. There's a lot of sort of. 
I don't know. Yeah, pageantry, literally. Yeah. But kind of like you're the mascot for what they want you to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's okay if you're from a nice area, and sometimes it's very conservative. Mm. But yeah, I do remember the question I got at state, because that's like actually very relevant right now, is they asked me, me what are... Uh, I don't remember the exact wording, mm-hmm. but basically, like, what do you think about racial profiling? Whoa! Yeah. Whoa. And I was like a 16-year-old <laughs> in this like amphitheater, and um, I already knew my opinion was like ba- it's bad. Right. But I like what I said. I think I said something about like uh, I-, I called it racial slurs on accident, mm-hmm. but I said like it's bad. We should be judging people based on who they are. Like something very generic because right. you get only like one minute. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that you asked that because I was like I recently was thinking about how mm-hmm. long ago they had high school kids talking about yeah. this and yet <laughs> it was such a blanket you know uh-huh. like answer this on stage and then wave your hand and walk right. off and I didn't even know like how can I be active I had no idea that I could actually go out and be active yeah. and access like mm-hmm. more change versus just standing on a stage and saying like I think we shouldn't be racist <laughs> right you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was the one I remember clearly because mm. I remember coming off and people being like, "Oh, that was great," but then I was like, "I think I said racial slur instead of." And they're like, "We knew what you yeah. meant." Oh, okay. And I remember just being like, "Oh no!" Right. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. That's. A, do you still talk to any of the girls that you met? Um, it is uh, like everyone is so like there was one girl who like ended up going to like old miss and like uh and her life just seems like it went boo like uh you know off the rails um uh but then like uh, <laughs> wait what do you mean off the rails <laughs> i mean just like i am fairly certain that she uh is is racist and like you know is just okay, like gotcha. dug her you know so but like another woman, you know, became a doctor, uh, and like she, she's great, um, and she, she like lives in Detroit. Uh, another woman is, uh, she's out now, and she wasn't out when we did the pageant together. That's awesome. Uh, which is great. Um, and she. When did you um uh or realize you were? Or did you like? When did you come out? Or were you like realized to yourself? Um, it was. It was in college when I, uh, when I first like started actually dating women. Um, uh, mm. and but and yeah, and I think it, it wasn't until college that I even like realized that yeah feelings that I had yeah. were romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm similar because I think being uh, both into men and women, mm-hmm. like, and if you feel strongly about a man or a boy, I guess is what they were called at the time. Yeah, <laughs> boy, like, well, boy. this is. <laughs> clear yeah clear feelings yeah. and then and then you can easily write off everything else mm-hmm. as like oh i think i just was weirdly fascinated or je- sometimes i'd be like i'm just really jealous of that girl right like, or it's so like jealous yeah sleep in her arms <laughs> <laughs> yeah or even just like being like really good friend like really good friends to the point where you know yeah. like in another part of my life like like I would have pursued it to be more, but just you know, didn't yeah have the yeah yeah that weird thing. Well, you kind of there's these invisible walls you don't even realize yeah, are there. Yeah, so yeah. Even gonna cross it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so interesting. Um, I wonder. Yeah, I'm so curious now. Like, I I wonder how many queer women as adults actually had, especially like bisexual or you mm-hmm. know into both men and women, and in between have actually 
had those swings from like being very tomboy to uh, super almost like conservatively feminist right. or feminine. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it might not be that uncommon, even though it seems like a wild swing. So it makes sense. You're trying to explore these different sides of yourself. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. there's like these acceptable ways to explore it. Mm-hmm. And then so you're like, well, this is very safe if I do this pageant. Mm-hmm. I can broadcast to the world. <laughs> but then at the same time, you're like, something's different here yeah yeah it's almost like well especially you know as you know in that time in our life we're still kind of trying to form like how we want to present to the world and Mm -hmm. like and we're still kind of figuring out yeah like I mean basically our gender expression like what you know what we want to how we want to express like and we're still basically yeah we're still trying to figure out what is inside of us at that time so it's kind of like you know a lot of like trial and error uh and um putting on different hats to see you know just to to rebel in some way but also to you know you <laughs> f- find what speaks true to you um yeah yeah is there anything that you think people don't know about pageants or misconception that you learned that you would be like, oh, here's what my experience is? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I was, for the most part, I think when people talk about pageants, like we say, like, they they bring up the negative parts, which is such a part of it that, you know, you, you kind <laughs> of have to, and it's so ingrained into the, like, structure of it that to talk about it without criticizing it you know, that I I understand. Mm-hmm. However, like, on the individual level, I will say, for the most part, and especially, like, in small-town pageants, it's usually just, like, you know, women who, like, <laughs> are, you know, from the gamut of, like, bored to, like, want scholarship money <laughs> to, like... You know, you know, is it out queer woman who, you know, just wants to be in the pageant to to show that, you know, yeah. um, to, uh, to, you know, like the girl who won who was just like, again, like so sweet and weird that she's just great. And like, I, <laughs> I'm so glad she did the pageant because, you know, I got to meet her. Um, so but you you said like you were winning and then you went to the second round. So <laughs> yeah. it almost seems like maybe they actively tamp the judges because the judges have a lot to do with who actually wins. Mm-hmm. Like even if you have scores, they end up deliberating. Uh huh. So that do you think that there uh, was like not a conspiracy, but do you think they actively were like, well, we don't think she should be the winner, and why would you? It, why would you think that? Like, was it just that your opinions are too strong, or I? So I yeah, it is. Well, the funny it is like a conspiracy theory, and the only reason that I know this is because um, my best friend is actually she's three years younger than me, and went to that mm. high school, went to the public high school, um, and. Uh, when I was in college, her name's Molly. She texted me and she was like, "Hey, did you know that your your season of Little Miss Stevens or like your year of Little Miss Stevensville was the only year that they switched up the judging, uh, the the judging totals?" Uh, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then I was like trying to think if I did anything. To, to like you know to make it when you're mad and the only thing I can really think was that I kind of projected that I wasn't really into it at times mm, like I, I, I did make it very clear that I was there mostly for scholarship like I did not care about the you know politics like really at all mm-hmm. I I wanted to win for the money, but I didn't want to win to be, you know, like, that really wasn't uh, a goal of mine. Did she, the 
Did you cry or did the winner cry when she was crowned? Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. That's so funny. It's such a, <laughs> like, cliche visual, but... Uh-huh. I think it's also very overwhelming, too, if you're so nervous and then just the relief. Yeah. Um, I didn't cry when I got crowned, but I remember it hurt to smile. Like, I, I couldn't I had to do, like, a walk, and I uh-huh. couldn't. Like, my <laughs> mouth was, like, quivering. <laughs> and then I was like, I need to, like, look more grateful, but I was just I need to like, look more grateful. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm actually – I'm glad that – she ended up winning because, again, like, and again, I went to, you know, the small, like, private school. So, like, I, you know, I, like, I had some friends there, but, you know, it was her school that the pageant was taking place at. So, you know, she had all of her, like, peers mm. cheering for her. Um, and, yeah, so, like, at the end of the day, like, no ill will, but I do think it's really funny. And I do wonder, like, <laughs> like. Uh, for sure. I mean, you are probably correct. Like, whenever there's smoke, there's fire. It doesn't mean it's, like, a big conspiracy, right. but it could be in- as simple as, like, well, we, you know, she might drop or this mm-hmm. or that. And also, you would have to pay more to continue on. Yes. So like, yes. Like, oh, do we think she's down to put down money? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. There's definitely an underbelly uh, world or underworld to pageants, especially in adult pageants, where I don't know if you know about this, but there's like message boards that used to, uh, pe- like, very catty. A lot of it, I think, were actual contestants mm-hmm. going on to bash each other, but they'd be like, I heard so and so did this, or like leak, you know, s- scandalous items about each other. Uh-huh. And because I did it in college, I ended up doing the Miss Brooklyn mm-hmm. and Miss Manhattan. It didn't win, but I got uh, court on Miss Brooklyn. That's when Ooh. I met the Miss America. But uh-huh. that's when I learned about that because that's like you're thrown into the wild. It's like the city and it's adults. Mm-hmm. And some of these girls did it since childhood. And so when <gasps> I saw those boards, I was like, this is a toxic world that mm-hmm. I do. Like, I was like, bye, peace. <laughs> so, and that to me is enough to be like, okay, it, yes, these positive things are great. Right. But if you really get stuck in this world, it's like so toxic. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, yeah, so I, like, not to be, like, like there, I don't know if there's any takeaway lesson, but, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you know, expressing your femininity, like, does not need to be toxic whatsoever, like, it is not inherently toxic, yeah. and I think a lot of people try to make that connection of, like, oh, like, mm. pageants are hyper-feminine, and, like, and that's why they're mm. really toxic, because, like, women are catty, and it's, like, no, actually, they're kind of upholding, mm. um, like, you know, patriarchy in a way, you know, they are pitting women against each other because, you know, they are mm-hmm. trying to, you know, you know, compare looks and stuff, so it's it's not that femininity in itself is toxic whatsoever um right and like you know and you know i hope women feel encouraged to explore their femininity and not feel like (laughs) you know they and they need to hide it in any sort of way but um yeah it's definitely a very that's a great way of putting it yeah yeah because you you kind of make a good point and maybe coming from the outside uh opens that perspective but the idea is like seems like you have a very strong sense of self that you discovered through being open to things that felt different from you mm-hmm. and then that helped you define like wh- what you believe in and yeah, who you are yeah. and where your place is in the world but if you start by staying in one world then it becomes really hard to develop a real sense of self mm-hmm. so yeah i think the key Ooh. isn't to just say this is bad this is good this is bad yeah but to be open to things that feel 
just a little outside of you, but they're interesting. Like you're obviously drawn to it. Mm -hmm. And then through that experience, you actually can become stronger in your sense of self. Yeah. Yeah, that's the great. Yeah, that's uh, a great summary. <laughs> You've summed it up. Great. <laughs> uh, well, I, I like to end with a game. I originally had uh, a different one, but I actually kind of want to do this is more of a simple one, but it's kind of more. Pa- I thought of this as we we're talking. I uh-huh. think uh, this might be a fun way to end since we're talking about pageants. Mm-hmm. But OK, knowing what you know now and having gone through the experience and let's say you were running a pageant. What categories? Let's say, okay, let's go with uh, three to five categories. Um, what would be the categories that you would want to Ooh. be in this pageant? Like, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be visual or um, mm-hmm. uh, wardrobe related, but what would be the judging criteria in your pageant? Oh, great. Well, okay, instead of ball gowns, because I for, for most pageants, ball gowns are required. <laughs> uh, so I would call it personal style um so that Mm. if you want to wear a suit you can wear a suit if you want to wear uh you know so people have a wider range because it's like i I did love you know where i wore like a big poofy ball gown and that was you know Uh like that was great but um but i you know there were girls in the pageants that you know looked at the variety of dresses and like were like oh great (laughs) you know like this is what i have to go Uh on stage for um so, yeah, uh, I would say dress is not required, you know, personal style category. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say, you know, I liked doing the platform, um, but again, it felt very, like, presentational. Uh, I feel like the princesses should probably be a little more involved with, you know, what their platform is. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like, uh, you know, I have to do certain volunteer hours, um, and then, you know, present us, you know, uh, on stage what, you know, you learned from, uh, uh, the, you know, whatever, whatever activity you wanted to volunteer for. Um. Oh, that's cool. Like, like almost like a service hours component to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I loved, you know, interviewing the people at the blood center. But it's like I didn't have to donate blood to like go on stage to talk about (laughs) it. Uh, True. You know, just just to encourage women to get, you know, go a little more involved, you know, uh, with with volunteering. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I would do I would do. a physical strength category, which, which oh, you know, like I don't think it needs to be a huge part of the overall score, but yeah, let's let's you know what what are what exercise you know what what do you do for yourself you know to keep you know to keep yourself healthy, um, maybe a, a mental yeah, that's health. Nice because oh no, go for it. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say I really like the phrasing of physical strength versus like. Because uh, I think I guess what they do now is like swimsuit is kind of the equivalent. Mm-hmm. It's so superficial, but physical strength is very empowering. Yeah. It, just, it feels so much heavier, and it's like your strength, and it doesn't have to be lifting weights. Like, what is your strength? Right. You know, like as a woman. Yeah. What that's is really it? Cool. I like that phrasing. Yeah. Like even even mm-hmm. if it's just like a, a like a you know a difficult yoga pose, like that would impress me. Yeah. Like I can't do that. Uh-huh. Um, and I would love. To, yeah, I think that'd be fun. Um. Maybe a uh, a mental health section where you know either people can talk about like their struggles uh, or you know what they're doing to shed light um, on mental health struggles for teenage girls specifically. Um, uh, that's that's like th- that's awesome. 
Is there are, are there any coming to your mics that that was no? Like this four? is great. Hmm. I mean, this sounds. I mean, yeah, I said three to five because I was like, there's no, there's no right or wrong. <laughs> yeah, answer, so yeah. This, okay, so your personal style, service hours, or like a service component. Yeah, or physical, physical strength, mental health. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The other thing I would add is maybe some sort of like history component, uh, or you know, like um, some sort of. Um, yeah, because uh, technically, hopefully, the end result of a pageant, uh, and I think you you see that with your friend, like she becomes a spokesperson for like change, uh-huh. or you know, like um, you know, pushing certain um, social justice aspects. Um, uh, so yeah, any anywhere within the pageant that they can, you know, help foster that, I think, uh, I think is important. Um, yeah and as part of you know young women learning to like speak up for themselves it's like oh yeah like what causes do i care about you know what do i what change do i actually want to see in the world um so Mm -hmm. yeah i love that okay the miss miss maggie mayfish (laughs) pageant yeah i'm on board i would sign my kid up for this Um, thank you so much for talking to me about this. And I feel like I learned a lot about you. And is there um, any uh, anything you want to plug or where can people follow you? And, you know, yeah. Out there? Uh, yeah, you guys can follow me on uh, Twitter at uh, Maggie Mayfish. Just, just my name uh, on Twitter. Um, you can watch my uh, film analysis videos on YouTube, which, again, is just my name you can uh, search it on youtube uh-huh. i'll pop up um and then also uh adam ganzer adam also from cracked uh we <laughs> have a podcast uh on the small beans network um called uh i'll show you mine if you show me yours uh where we compare um uh you know like our 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 uh our uh, like a, a road trip um, uh, CD or, you know, our Is This a Date movie. Um, and we compare and discuss. Oh, fun. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I got to get Adam on this sometime. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was and so fun. <laughs> yeah. And you guys can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Larissa T. Until next time. Bye.